Hullabaloo besties, welcome. This is a safe space to vent, talk shit, reflect, and most importantly, keep it real. It's better to trauma dump here so that we don't explode on innocent randos. Just, Just admit, admit it, it. You're, you're bothered. bothered. What's up, the Lulu besties? Welcome back to another episode of Balancing the Bullshit. Hi, Hi. Karen just got back from my birthday trip last night. We went to Big Bend's. For those of you not familiar, it's a beautiful national park in Texas. I had no idea that Texas was pretty. Same. We have the hill country out here, like wine country. Yeah, I didn't know we had mountains. Same. We were pretty much in Mexico. We saw the river. We saw the river. We walked over the river into Mexico. It was really it was, pretty. It was clear it was water. Gorgeous. For anyone who doesn't know Big Bend, it's in West Texas. It's right on the border of Mexico. And it's, it's pretty rocky up there, but just beautiful mountains. So we spent three days there. It was a total of eight friends. We had an apocalypse moment. Yeah, but it felt like we were on Mars one yes, of the nights. We were like, aliens. It was, it was an amazing trip. We just really connected with nature. and We hiked. How many miles? Probably to like 15. No, it was more than that. It was closer to 17, I think. Cool. Yeah, so we got a lot of exercise. We have big butts now. The asses are huge. <laughs> like, watch out. We're unstoppable <laughs> now. Watch out, world. <laughs> we also had a lot of epiphanies, too. It was just yes. very healing in a lot of ways. And I feel like that always happens when I go out and disconnect. I wasn't even on my phone the entire weekend. Yeah, same. I was just, you know, with nature, my friends, and we both... Woke up yesterday morning, like, oh my god, we had this realization. I don't know what it is about being one with nature. I know I sound like a crazy hippie weirdo saying this, but when we were in our apocalypse moment, we were out in the desert in the middle of nowhere, and we stayed in igloos, Mm -hmm. and I was just laying inside the igloo. This was at nighttime, so I was just looking out at the stars and the fire, And all of a sudden, this thought came to me how my life is kind of like a tree. I have been wanting to move to New York. All of a sudden, it came to me how I have planted my roots here and the seeds. It's like the seeds have been planted for my life in Austin, and the roots are pretty strong, rooted down now under the ground, Mm -hmm. but the tree hasn't grown yet, so I have no physical proof yet that it's going to pay off, but when I was reflecting in the igloo, I saw it so clearly how it is going to be paying off. So right now in my life, I'm in the process where I'm trying to create stability for myself and my career and my finances and so yes I can move to New York right now but it's more of like I would be forcing it Mm -hmm. whereas if I stay in Austin I'll actually have a lot more success because like I said my seeds have been planted here I already have the roots and I would be starting completely over rebuilding a new tree anywhere else yeah I'm gonna stay in Austin now it makes a hundred percent sense and I'm so happy you're staying in Austin (laughs) because I don't have that many friends in Austin anymore and if you left I just don't know what I would do I know how would I even make friends in New York yeah yeah, I don't don't like people anymore no one talked to me right right yeah it just does not make sense you already like you said you planted the seed you have a very solid foundation here like huge community that's what I was trying to say and you to uproot and plant your tree somewhere else it's just going to get damaged along the way you know what I mean exactly it's not going to be the same solid foundation that you have here it's going to take a while to a long while to build that up because you've been here for almost seven years I think 
doesn't make sense. So I'm glad, I'm glad you realized that. Uh, I'm glad that we're podcasting together because I feel like when I try to talk, I'm spitting out my thoughts and then you paint them into a pretty yes, picture. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, I feel like we do that for each other too. <laughs> yes. So it's, it's a good relationship to have. So thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> of course. Um, one other thing about the trip, we have to tell the story of how we manifested. Mostly you. Oh it was, I guess God. I'm going to give it all the credit to you. No, I give it to the both of us. <laughs> I attribute most of my manifestation success to meditation because I used to say this is going to happen and it would but it would take so long now it happens for me instantly a big blocker before was just that I wasn't meditating I really think manifesting has a lot to do with being connected with your subconscious and meditating helps with that Mm -hmm. which we did meditate on both of the hikes that we went on yes it was amazing yeah yeah that's where the manifestation came from so we were on the hike and I was telling everybody how when it comes to manifesting I saw this video on TikTok how you can call it universe spirit guides god whatever it's all the same thing so if you're wanting something in your life and this doesn't even have to be technically manifesting it could just be you getting guidance from your angels or whatever you want to call them so let's say that you have a yes or no question that you need an answer to either say it out loud or journal it and say hey universe hey spirit guides whatever if I'm supposed to do this, if the answer is yes, then show me whatever object pops into your mind. Show me an owl, show me a giraffe, show me whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was telling them this. We were just talking about something internally within the group. And I honestly didn't even mean it. It like, was more I like a joke, like a funny joke. Yeah, yeah, I was just fucking around. And I was like, hey, universe, if we're all meant to do this, for, like if our group, if we're meant to go through this, then show us a bear. And how crazy would that be if we actually saw a bear in the wild out while we were hiking? That would probably be a little bit scary, you know? And so I started laughing. And some of the other people in the group were like, Karen, stop it. That's not funny. If you end up manifesting that, we're going to be in danger. (laughs) And then guess what? (laughs) We saw a bear. (laughs) We saw a bear. And we also manifested money. We did. The trip. I forgot about that one because I have been working on Twice. manifesting money. Same. Yeah. And it just worked out that when we got to the Airbnb, it wasn't clean yet. And so I called the host and he sent over the housekeeper to clean it and sent me money for it not being clean, which covered most of our our dinner Dinner that night which was awesome so then we were driving back home when the trip was over and we stopped at a coffee shop and Danny was in the restroom so we were like oh let's get a round of mimosas as our last cheers for the birthday weekend and we didn't even notice right in front of us there was a tiny sign on a chalkboard that said free mimosas and so we told the girl at the register hey make sure that you charged us for it because the balance seemed really low for what we were paying and she she goes, oh, they're free. I was like, oh wait, God. are we just manifesting everything for free this weekend? <laughs> I think we were. It's easy to think that this, these things are all coincidences versus manifesting. But I do have to say, before I was working on manifesting, these things wouldn't happen to me. Yeah. Really that, if, it, if they did happen, it was very, very seldom. And now I'm just noticing all these things just falling into my lap. I attribute it to not only manifesting, but just doing all of the inner work. 
yeah, in general. Meditating, mm-hmm. just the Journaling. soul work of being yeah. out in You're nature. Just attracting, attracting the good energy and yes. the good luck. I totally agree. The craziest things happen in my life like this. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Maybe I'm delusional. Maybe it is just a crazy coincidence. But after I've had so many coincidences like this, I'm like, I don't care. Call me crazy, but I know it's manifesting. Yeah, I agree. And and for anyone out there who is not sure or maybe feels on the fence about it, just I challenge you to try it and just see what happens. It's kind of easier said than done to, to, because to try this takes a lot of time and effort and work so it's not Mm -hmm. something you can just put in a little bit of effort in if you don't see any results in a few months give up it's something you need to stick with and then you will see the results it may not happen right away right yeah it takes a lot of work especially if you still have a lot of trauma you haven't dealt with or you have a lot of resistance you have a big ego so next thing we're really excited to share this with you is we're going to be doing something new on our episodes now I got this amazing birthday gift from one of my really good friends we have a new ritual to share with our Delulu besties. (laughs) So it's a card deck. uh, It's called Find Your Purpose. And it includes affirmations and questions to help you along your path. So what we'll do uh, at the beginning of every episode is pull a random card. It'll include a quote, a question, affirmation. So for the question, I'll read it. Me and Karen will answer it. And then I'll read the affirmation. So it's something that you guys can use as homework if you want to. So if this is something you're struggling with or want to improve on, definitely note down the affirmation, practice it. And then for the question, we will post the card on Instagram. So for the question, we'll post that. Feel free to answer in the comments. And if you haven't followed us on Instagram yet, it's just balancing the bullshit. Yes. So I am pulling the first card. And the quote for this card is, you can't work on what you want until you work out who you are. So true. Yeah. I agree with that a thousand percent. Yeah. Being true to yourself, it's a lot harder than what you think. With my career, ever since I graduated college, and we've touched on this in previous episodes, how I just was carrying so much trauma with me, and I hated my career. I felt like I was losing myself more and more. I had already lost myself completely, and then I would lose myself even more that I didn't even think was possible. And so it wasn't until I made peace with all of my childhood trauma that then I was able to slowly start remembering who I was authentically. And I'm finally now back after doing therapy for the last four years. And I've done it really in and out throughout my whole life. And I'm just now finally coming back to myself. I feel like I'm back at home who Mm -hmm. I really am authentically at my core. And it's just another funny coincidence that now things are starting to fall into place for my life. I'm starting to be attracted and aligned to things that I genuinely am interested in. It's not what society's telling me to be interested in. And I'm rebuilding my career from an authentic place, something mm-hmm. that I truly enjoy. And that fits my personality authentically. Yeah, I agree 100% that that is the trick. Okay, so the question for today is, what practices or rituals do I have that allow me the space and time to reflect? Mm, this is a really great question. I do these every day. I've just made it a habit to do these every day. Uh, meditating. Even I just do 10 minutes right now, but any, any amount of time meditating. Journaling. Just get out my thoughts. I usually do my journaling at the end of the day. It's my way to wind down and just self-reflect. 
Uh, gratitude lists is the next one, which we will go more into gratitude in this episode as well. But just every day I write down three things I'm grateful for and uh, affirmation. So something I like about myself. And then also at the end of the day, I write down three amazing things that happened that day. And also one thing of how I could have made that day better. That's so cute. Yeah, I, know. I love my gratitude journal. I also exercise is a big one. So I do some sort of exercise every day. Mostly I do the gym five or six days a week. So lifting. I do cardio at least two times a week. I always do it in nature. Just jogging on the trail. It's a good time to connect with nature. And yoga is another really good one. I do that at least twice a week as well. Some other small ones that I do is... I will make sure to take a walk at some point, like five or 10 minute walk around my apartment complex, just get some sunlight and get outside. I do that with no music, no headphones or anything just to really be with myself. That's a great time for these thoughts to come to you. Mm -hmm. Like how I just realized I'm going to stay in Austin. That this is why it's important to do these things. Exactly. So yeah, those are my top ones uh, we would love to hear what you guys do in the instagram comments and then i just have two more to add to that sporadically throughout the week if you can find some sort of creative outlet for yourself to decompress and relax and it's similar to walking where you can just be quiet and then allow that time and space for thoughts to come through from your subconscious so i'll do cooking i find that really relaxing and therapeutic or painting and pottery and it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be that if you like music maybe play the drums guitar i don't know whatever your creative outlet is find one yeah i think that's so important that brings you back to yourself that makes you feel like yourself if i don't know how to explain it yeah that's exactly what it does yeah yeah like for me it's very simple and it's something i can literally do in five seconds is dance in the kitchen i do i try to do that like almost every day because i'll have music on i love that i'll just turn my brain off a little bit stop focusing about work and stop thinking about what i'm going to do later that day and just play some music and just dance even if it's like five seconds because you know i love dancing yeah yeah, so uh, okay so that's that's it for the question portion the last part is the affirmation so this is just something you can tell yourself if you want to write it on a sticky note, put it on your door, bathroom mirror, or even better, say it to yourself in the mirror every day. The affirmation is, to find my purpose, I must first focus on finding myself. So that's the whole theme. And one thing I'll say about affirmations, it works halfway if you write it on a sticky note and read it, but it works even better if you say it out loud because your subconscious will grasp it a lot faster that way Absolutely. versus just reading it. Okay, so we have a fun thing planned for today's episode. We have a theme. We're going to talk about reducing anxiety, depression, and suicide, and then we have three categories underneath it on how we can help reduce those three Mm -hmm. things. The first one I want to talk about is having a big ego. So having a big ego is actually counterproductive. It's going to slow down productivity. There's a psychotherapist named Philip Shard who wrote an article on this. He talked about how egotism equates to having a mistaken identity. So in other words, 
you've lost your sense of self. Like you don't have an identity anymore. So then your ego takes over your subconscious mind and that's what's guiding your entire life, which is the bully inside your head. So big egos lose sight of life's bigger picture. It's all a self-serving delusion. It's a sign of immaturity and insecurity. When you're being led by your ego, you treat others poorly, you ignore others, you interrupt, you disregard others, and you're disrespectful. You lack perspective and emotional intelligence. You have no heartfelt connection with people, nature, shared values, common good, and a collective purpose. And philosophers claim that enslavement in the mental prison of one's ego is equivalent to spiritual hell. So in other words, you're trapped in your own mind and then your mind becomes like a prison cell. And I can attest to this when I was being led by my ego, when I was so miserable in my career, I felt so suffocated in my own life. I was so depressed. And when I would talk to our life coach about it, I would just be like, I don't know how else to explain it other than I feel like I'm trapped in jail inside work and I'm literally being suffocated in a jail cell. Mm-hmm. But it was all obviously, I mean, I'm free. Like, <laughs> right. I yeah, you're downtown. doing it to yourself. Yeah, it was all in my mind mm-hmm. because I was being guided by my ego, not mm-hmm. by myself. Okay, and then also when you are being led by your ego, it also equates to being lonely, which then results in higher rates of depression, anxiety, and suicide. So going back to our theme of how to reduce anxiety, depression, and suicide, take a look in the mirror and evaluate whether you're being led by your ego or not. If you are, then you've got to do the work to clean up all of your trauma because that's what then guides you. Your ego is attached to your trauma because it actually wants to protect you. So it holds on to the times in childhood when you first experience sadness or being mad, which is an uncomfortable feeling unless you get taught to accept it and just be comfortable with it, like let it flow until it stops flowing. So it's trying to protect you now in your adult life. So If it senses that you're in a situation where you're going to go back to that same feeling of anger or uncomfortability that you experienced in childhood, the ego will kick in and try to give your subconscious direction, but it's always self-deprecating direction, but it's all in a form to try to prevent yourself from feeling any emotion like that again. Mm -hmm. So in a way, it's kind of like a sweet thing because it's your child self wanting to protect you, but... At the same time, it's something that we have to just get rid of because it's holding us back so much and it's not allowing us to grow at all. Yes. And mm-hmm. this is why we meditate so that we can be conscious of when things like this happen in our day-to-day life. If you don't meditate, you're not even going to notice that you're being led by your ego. All you're going to notice that you're annoyed all the time. And mm-hmm. so now, rather than being mean to myself when I do notice my ego starting to pop up. Like if I'm getting stressed over something, I'll take a minute and say, okay, why are we creating stress here? Stress is always unnecessary. So you can pull yourself out of it. And then I'll be nice to my ego. There's no reason to be mean to yourself. So I'll say, this is really sweet. I appreciate you trying to protect the inner child in me so that we don't experience this 
stress again, but I've got it now. I am the adult here and I'm going to take over the driver's seat. You can relax mm -hmm. now. No yeah. need for the toddler to continue driving the seat Absolutely. or driving the car. I mean, right, right. Yeah. I think it's important to be compassionate with your ego. Cause that's basically your childhood self. Like you're not yes. going to be hard on your childhood self. They're just trying to protect toddler. you. Yeah. yeah. So just kind of elaborate on what an egotistical person looks like. A lot of them are the people that we probably look, most people would look up to. So people who are very successful, seem very ambitious, seem like they have a lot of confidence. Type A you personality. Know, yeah, those are all great qualities, but a lot of those people have ego problems and yeah, they lack awareness, they lack emotion, they're very lonely, they're depressed. So they've got all this success that's been driven by their ego instead of by their soul i guess i could say so yeah these people are just going to come across very stubborn it's their way or the highway they're not open to any new opportunities or a different way of doing things any other perspectives and that's going to hold a lot of people back as well so they're for the people who are not as successful they're not reaching the success because they are so closed off to anything that doesn't what they think doesn't align to how things are done or who they are they're just you know stuck in their ways so people who do reach that level of success they've ignored their true selves their soul for so long and they just keep pushing back that part of themselves and they finally do get to where they want to be and then either maybe it's consciously at some point but subconsciously they're not themselves they're not connected to themselves at all like they have everything they wanted but they're so unfulfilled and empty on yeah, the inside and empty. so it's very important to overcome the ego because it is very difficult for these people to maintain healthy relationships and friendships too because they are so self-involved and detached from others and other people can see that the people that are worth getting to know can definitely see that we can pick up on that and you are going to be attracting people who have their own insecurities so they see an egotistical person and they see the confidence and ambition and success maybe that they have and they're lacking in some of those areas so of course they're attracted to that and that just ends up being a very unhealthy relationship so the goal is to experience consciousness through your soul rather than your ego so when you experience consciousness with your ego it's very limited because you see yourself as separated from the rest of the world again you're only worried about yourself you don't see the world as being connected in any way and you have no access to the spiritual world which is what connects us all together when you experience life with your soul, you are going through life without all of these limitations that the ego places on you, and you are living life as who you truly are. And when you're living in that space, that's when things start to fall into place for you, and you start to become fulfilled. Okay, I have a crazy example of somebody being led by their ego. So a few years ago, in one of my sales jobs, you know, back in the day, if you think of, what's that movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? Wolf on Wall Street? Yes. That's what a lot of people picture sales as. The very salesy culture where you cold call. So I was working for a tech startup. We had a sales director who was, when she did sales, that's the culture that she was a part of where mm -hmm. you cold called but now 
People are not receptive to that. It's very salesy. No one wants to be sold to. People, yes, want to spend their money and they want to buy from you if it's going to benefit them. But you have to now approach sales in a friend way. Like, hey, I like you and I think this is going to benefit you. So check it out. Mm -hmm. If you want to buy it, cool. If not, no big deal. The salesy pressure, it's mm -hmm. not cute anymore. It's yeah, it's mm -hmm. outdated. So our sales director all she knew was cold calling and it wasn't working we were selling to ctos which are the nerdiest of the nerdiest out there they don't like talking on the phone and i had bills to pay if i don't sell by the end of the month i'm not going to get paid out commission and i needed that commission to pay my bills mm -hmm. so i took it upon myself to try different things and take ownership of my own career so i was the only person out of the entire sales team that was hitting quota every month and my sales director was a french lady and you know the french are not the kindest yep. people. <laughs> yes. so she got mad she was like okay what do you doing why are you the only one hitting your quota and so I showed her I just started social selling on LinkedIn so it was very casual not salesy at all rather than cold calling a ton of numbers and seeing who he answered and working the hard way I instead was like okay doing that pisses me off and it pisses off the other people so I started researching and finding people that were actually worth reaching out to so it was more strategic rather than just reach out to a ton of people I just started reaching out to like five people a week, but it was very thought out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it worked. I was the only one bringing in revenue out of the entire team, but it pissed her off so bad because it, w it was like her way or the highway. And she wasn't open to somebody else being right. Even though you're bringing in lots of money. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. She just got mad over it and it was all ego based. When she at one point literally screamed at me in front of everybody, she was so rude to me in front of the entire office. Everybody was jaw dropped. And thank God for meditation and all this inner work that we've done because I feel like anybody else would have either fought back with her or took offense to it right. and started crying. Mm -hmm. And all my friends were mind blown. They were like, how are you okay? How are you just standing there taking it all? But I remember as she was yelling at me, I knew in the moment, this is not her. She is being led by her ego and she just doesn't like that she's the director and she's being wrong, quote unquote. Not that it's about being right or being wrong, but she just was being led by her ego and that's nothing to take personal. I kind of just felt sad for her. Yeah, I yeah. saw how sad she was that she as a director, couldn't even have a productive conversation with me. I obviously was willing to show her what I did and I was willing to help the whole team and I was all about teamwork and growing together. That's what part of being a startup is and she wanted it to be her way or the highway. So anyway, the company obviously got all the revenue I brought in and she took all of that revenue out of my name so that I wouldn't get paid commission at all for that quarter. Wow. How psychotic. I know. I know. I, part of me is like, fuck her. But also part of me is like, damn. Like, I'm I hope she gets help. Yeah. And mostly like, I'm so sorry for whatever you went through that has made you like this. Like such an angry person. Yeah. Because it sounds like a absolute miserable 
way to live. Yes, and that's what I thought too. This woman is so miserable everywhere that she goes. She comes to work, she's miserable because her entire team isn't hitting quota. Then she goes home and she complains to her husband. Her misery is just non-stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a terrible place to be Yeah, and a way to live. So I cannot harp on meditating enough. This is why we meditate. Absolutely. So that A, we don't turn into that person and B, when we have to interact with people like that, we don't take it personal and add fuel to the fire. We're able to walk away and cut out the fire. Absolutely. Okay, so we are going to move along to our second category, which is gratitude. UCLAHealth.org has studies that show that higher levels of gratitude equates to lower depression rates, higher life satisfaction, strong social relationships, higher self-esteem. It also has other health benefits such as Reducing blood pressure, heart rate, and breathing, which will just keep you in a more relaxed state. And it can also improve your sleep, which will also support a healthy lifestyle like eating healthy and exercising. So overall, it's just great for our health. And it's a very easy thing you can do. It doesn't take much time out of your day to show gratitude for things. And you get a really high reward from it. So... You know, I talked about earlier, one of my practices is my gratitude journal. Every day, just write what you're grateful for and an affirmation. For me, the biggest thing that came from writing in my gratitude journal is realizing that I wanted to stay in Austin, just like Karen recently realized. I didn't want to be here anymore. I thought moving away would give me so much more opportunity, and I was under the mindset that I'm young, and I should take advantage of being able to move wherever I want to while I can and there's so much more out there for me and how am I going to experience life to the fullest if I stay in one place. Those are very normal, almost logical things for someone to believe in and no one could tell me anything otherwise. People I had dated were all terrible. I just wasn't making friends like I wanted. I wasn't meeting the type of guys to get in relationships like I want. I just kept having really poor experiences. I wanted to blame it on Austin, but it wasn't Austin. It was me. I was attracting these things into my life. So... And it's a lot harder to sit still where you are. It's so easy to just move. Yeah, just run away from your problems. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to move somewhere where I thought it would be more exciting and lively and I'd meet so many cool people and get to go so many cool places. And that was my main focus. And even at the beginning of this year when I went through a really bad breakup it's like it's okay just get through this year and then as soon as your release ends in December I'm out Karen knew I was gone there was no way I was going to stay and I started really doing the inner work this year and the gratitude journal really helped me realize A what Karen had mentioned earlier like you I already have my roots set here I realized what I wanted in life was a career that fulfills me and something that brings me joy and satisfaction because I had just accepted I was going to work this boring corporate job the rest of my life and just jump around from company to company and make as much money as possible. And when I started practicing gratitude, I started realizing what things were actually important to me. So that's the whole idea with gratitude. You are focusing on what is important to you and what makes you happy. And once I realized none of that stuff was gonna come from me moving, it was gonna be, come from me healing myself and surrounding myself with these things that I'm grateful for, I realized my job, I wanna do something 
that's more fulfilling. I want to work for myself. I want to have that type of freedom and just be a thousand times harder if I did it somewhere else. But in Austin, I have a community. I know a lot of people. It's a good place to start a business because I have people who are going to support me. I have people who are going to refer me. I know the city well. And that's what led to me to really reconnect with Austin. Everything I wanted is already here. And yes, I can move and take my problems with me. I would still love to be able to move and experience a different location someday. But I know for me, I need to figure out things here first because I'm not happy here in Austin. I'm not going to be happy somewhere else. That's not how it works. And you yeah. know, I don't judge people who move when they haven't had everything figured out. It's the answer for some people. I, be I honestly believe if you're doing the work, it's going to work out and you're going to figure it out no, no matter, matter where you are. That. Yeah. It was just my personal journey is here in Austin is what I've realized. And now I love Austin. I'm very happy to be here. Like I said, every day I've written down what I'm grateful for. And I've just, yeah, surrounded myself with that. And I would not rather be anywhere else. I agree. And I can attest to that for not only myself, but truly for everyone else out there. If anything in your life is bothering you, I promise you the answers are right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And what the gratitude list is going to do, it's going to redirect your focus away from what you don't like in your life to what you do like in your life. And once you focus on the things that you are grateful for right now, today in your life that you already do have that's what's going to expand your vision into then helping you realize, oh, I have all the answers right yeah. in front of me. Yeah, it's not like they're somewhere else waiting for me. They're already here. Yeah, they're always with you no matter where you are. Mm -hmm. So even if you move, if you're not doing gratitude lists, you're going to continue to focus on what you hate versus what's right in front of you, which mm -hmm. you carry everywhere that you go. Yeah, yeah. And I will also say when you're doing your gratitude list, Think about, say you are thinking of moving, because I feel like a lot of people go through this. They think moving's going to solve Fix everything, it, but yeah. just think, what am I hoping to get by moving? Just write down a list of things. Like if I move here, what am I going to have there that makes me happy? And then try to, before you move, try to do everything on your list where you are currently and see how it feels. Because yes. you may discover, I actually don't like this, or you may discover oh, I could do this here. I don't have to move somewhere else to do this. You know? Yes, Laura told me to do this with dating. How a lot of people will go to a therapist and say, help me find a boyfriend. What do I need to fix about myself? And so then she'll give them exercises. What do you want out of a relationship? Is it to go on dates? You can give that to yourself. Nothing that you want is outside. Mm -hmm. Everything that you want is within you. So... If you want to go on dates, okay, start dating yourself. And as cliche as this sounds, I started dating myself, mm -hmm. like cooking. And now I love that so much. And now that I am getting into a relationship again, I because I already have that established foundation for myself where I need that alone time to reconnect with myself, have that quiet time for thoughts to come through. I can't do that when I'm hanging out, going on dates with someone else. So as enjoyable as it is to date somebody else, I now value dating myself more than anyone else. It's part of the trees, like the seeds that I have planted in my 
life. This is what is rooting me and keeping me grounded, mm-hmm. which you need. You first yeah. have to give everything to yourself before you can go out and seek it in another person or another place. Yeah, I love that so much because I did the same thing this year too. So b- before this year, I wasn't really spending a lot of time with myself. I wasn't dating myself. I would always be looking for someone else to bring me that validation or just fill up my time. This year, I really, look. for example, I bought a bike and I just started exploring all these places in Austin that Cute. I had never explored before. And it's little things like this that made me re fall in love with Austin so I would oh, you know I got a bike I was finding all these new places just spending time in nature by the river in the woods and just read sometimes or sometimes just I sit there that. yeah I spent a lot of time doing that and it just the more I started doing things like this the more and more my gratitude journal just started filling up because I had more stuff to fill it up with because then when you take the time to journal about it and you're filled with that gratitude, it's one thing if you do it and you're like, oh, that's nice. And then you move on with your life. But it's another thing if you do it and then the next morning you get up to journal and you get to really sit back and reflect and soak in that gratitude, then you're motivated to do it even more. Yes. Yes. That's, a, that's how it was for me. I was like, oh my God, this is so much fun. Like, what can I do today? Like, every day was like a new opportunity to do something for myself, go somewhere by myself, discover a new place, discover something else I love about Austin. Eventually, I was just filled with so much joy. And I was just focused, as opposed to before, I was focused on all the negative things about Austin. And now I'm just focused on the positive things because I'm constantly writing my gratitude journal every day what I'm so grateful for and why I love, I love it. my life here. Yeah, so gratitude journals, highly, highly recommend everyone buy one. This is actually, I would say, the easiest practice to do out of the ones that we've listed because it takes very little time but just remember try to be specific with your gratitude list and if you can't think of anything that's okay even if you're just grateful for a coffee shop that you go to even if it's something very little you know that still counts but also one last thing is I wouldn't just write I'm grateful for a coffee shop because you're not going to feel into the gratitude that's just you're wasting your own time at that point you have to feel into it why Mm -hmm. are you grateful for the coffee shop is it because it's in your neighborhood and it makes you feel integrated into your community and you get to know your neighbors Mm -hmm. and you feel like you're giving back to your community and you're helping foster and nurture and grow the bond in your community. Like, why are you actually grateful for it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what I meant when I said, try to be as specific as possible with that. (laughs) It's going to be way more helpful. Okay. Let's move on to the next category. Okay. So our last category is self-esteem. This is, Probably, in my opinion, the biggest factor for reducing anxiety, depression, and suicide. What is self-esteem? It's how we value and perceive ourselves. So, in other words, it's a form of self-acceptance and self-respect. So, are you disrespectful to yourself? Are you being guided by your ego? And are you letting the ego bully you all day long? Or... Do you accept yourself and love every part of you? And there's a psychology professor, Dr. Richard Robbins at UC Davis. He conducted a psychology research review. He found long-term effects of having high self-esteem. People with higher self-esteem generally have more success at school, work. They have better social relationships, improved mental and physical health 
and less antisocial behavior. So in other words, just a better, happier, more fulfilled life. How you can build uh, high self-esteem is by being kind to yourself and getting rid of that bully in your head. So doing the mirror affirmations like we mentioned. I, whatever I'm trying to manifest at the time, I'll add into my mirror affirmations along with little like love notes to myself, which was very uncomfortable for me to do in the beginning because I didn't even realize how much my subconscious was bullying me. So it felt really uncomfortable at first to talk nice to myself. And now I crave it. Now, if I don't do the mirror affirmations for a few days, I'll kind of feel down. And now when I do it again, it's like the little boost of energy that I need. And it's a form of reconnecting with myself. Like I'm like mm -hmm. my own best friend now. Oh, so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say things in the mirror every morning, like Karen, I love you so much. You are like right now I'm working on rebuilding my own career and being an entrepreneur. So I'll say, Karen, you are a badass entrepreneur. You're killing it. You're such an inspiration. I'm inspired by you. I am so proud of you. I love you so much. You have an amazing body because that was one of my biggest insecurities back in the day. You're so beautiful. You have an amazing life. You are so deserving of everything that you have created for yourself, like this beautiful life. So say it every day. And the cool thing about this is once your subconscious hears this enough times, eventually it's just going to adopt it as a fact. And then your behaviors slowly start to change. And it's all done in your subconscious mind. It'll be very subtle changes in your life that you'll hardly notice until you sit back one day and realize how much your behavior has changed. So the more that your mind hears, I love you, it'll just slowly over time start to do things that are nice for yourself and it'll stop doing things that are reinforcing how much you hate yourself mm -hmm. and you know there's so many people out there that make comments without even realizing it like oh my gosh I'm so dumb or oh I look disgusting like oh I could never do that yes. yeah all of that bullshit gets fed into your subconscious and once it hears it enough it believes it and then that equates to somebody with a low self-esteem and somebody like that isn't going to believe in themselves enough to go after the things that they want. And that results in you living a mediocre life where you're just following society's expectations versus living a fulfilled life. In order to live a fulfilled life, you have to undo all of the brainwashing that we've been conditioned with by society. You have to be able to think for yourself and be able to stand up for what you believe in. And I remember when I was going through this, when I was transitioning out of being led by my ego and instead being led by my higher self, it was really scary. I felt so alone. Like, okay, if I stand up for the things that I believe in, I'm going to be alone because everyone else is just conforming to society standards. But what I've realized now is because that's the environment that I was putting myself mm -hmm. in. Now that I have worked up the courage to stand up for what I believe believe in, aka quit corporate America and become an entrepreneur. I'm not the only entrepreneur out there. Now that I have opened my mouth, I'm starting to naturally align myself with other people who have the same beliefs as I do. And mm -hmm. now I can find more entrepreneurs to surround myself with. So it seems scary at first, but 
listen, we are just one tiny little human being in this entire planet, and there's other planets outside of Earth. Like, we're not alone. Right, right. I think we that really put things into perspective, us being in Big Ben, walking through these huge canyons and huge mountains. We are so small and tiny. It just really put things in perspective. Oh, and I also just think that, to your point, it's really important to start surrounding yourself with other people who have high self-esteem because when you are surrounding yourself with people with low self-esteem, that does rub off on you. Like, we it's going to drag about this you down. Two episodes ago, I think we talked about this where we can sense the low self-esteem in people and we'll start identifying with it. We have it too. We've worked on it, we've raised it, but to be around that, it's going to start rubbing off on us. I know I can get in my head sometimes when I'm around people like who have low, low self-esteem. I can tell now that when I start feeling anxious around people and stress, that's what that is. You can just tell with the energy that there's something about this person that doesn't really align with you, and then that's when I start feeling anxious. That's my trigger now. Yes, who we surround ourselves with is so important. And again, I cannot harp on this enough. This is why we meditate. If you didn't meditate, you wouldn't be able to notice, oh, I was around this person today. And this is why I'm feeling low. I actually realized something new just this past weekend in Big Ben. One of the epiphanies I had about a quality I have that stems from low self-esteem. And I thought I was so far along. I am far along my journey, but on the grand scheme of things, I'm really not. There's still so much for me to uncover and realize about myself. You know, I'm definitely in a way better place than I was, but I did discover something new about myself this weekend, and it's that I created a persona that is so focused and obsessed on pleasing people and making sure I come across as perfect that I have ignored things about myself that I actually need to work on because all of my energy has been going into pleasing people. We had eight people on this trip, so a lot of different personalities, and there were some disagreements, maybe, on the trip, and nothing too crazy or too intense, but like I said, just a lot of different personalities, and I was criticized for the first time in a very long time. Daniel was like, wait, you're talking to me? Yeah, it just sounds so cocky, but I was literally said, I'm not used to being criticized because I feel like people see me as, oh, I, I he's love, like, no, 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 you have the wrong person. Yeah, like, I'm you, perfect. You must be confused. <laughs> Are you sure it's not you? Are you sure you're not projecting? <laughs> and before, if anything like this would have happened, I would have gotten defensive and looked for excuses either to justify my behavior or it, or you would have deflected like that yeah deflected or i will try to look at the other person like well you did this 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 time mm -hmm. i just really took it in and i i realized I was like, wow that is something i need to work on that i have been ignoring because i'm so focused on everything else mostly this persona i put on of pleasing people so even though i do have my insecurity issues i still had this sense that i had mastered this persona that I put on. Because think about it, I've been doing it my whole life. I was in the closet for a long time in college. I had to put on this persona of being someone who's straight, even though that's obviously not who I was. And I've just been doing it over the years. I was thinking, if I do this, I please all these people, I'm going to get the friends I want. I'm going to get in the social circle I want. Everything I want is going to come to me. And I've been doing it for so long that... I've kind of been ignoring parts of my true self. And that's what all this inner work that we're doing is helping me uncover. And so, yeah, this past weekend was just another part of uncovering that, that 
I can work on just being a, more compassionate with other people is something I need to work on. And that's something I probably could have realized sooner if I wasn't so focused on living up to everyone's expectations. Does that make sense? Perfect sense. And I love so much that you realize this because mm-hmm. so many people live their entire lives without ever coming to these realizations. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I'm very grateful for this trip that it opened my eyes to that. And this is I, how yeah. you free yourself from your mind. Mm-hmm. This is another way of being trapped in your mind and being led by the ego. Like we have to be perfect so that we can fit in and be accepted by others so that we don't have to look at ourselves because who we are isn't going to be accepted because our dad never accepted that in childhood. And now you just freed yourself from all of that. Right. Which is huge. Yeah. I feel really great about it. And again, that all came from low self-esteem. I did I didn't realize that this was even an issue. I thought I was the best friend. When it came to other people, I thought there were no issues that I had to work on until this past week. I was like, oh shit, I could have been more compassionate, more understanding and thought of someone else a little more. But I was just so in my head of trying to please other people that I just didn't even think about it. I'm at the point now where I'm not ignoring the lessons that I'm learning before if someone would call something out. I would just ignore it. Like I said earlier, I would think of excuses or try to blame someone else for my behavior. But now I'm at a point where I take full responsibility and I will not repeat those same mistakes. So when you do get to this point, you are able to grow like 10 times faster. I love it so much. And one more point to tie this all back to our theme of how to reduce anxiety depression and suicide by freeing yourself in your mind this not only has raised your self-esteem and how you view yourself and now you're standing up for what you want to believe in how you want to treat people rather than how you think you should treat people in order to fit in and be accepted Mm -hmm. okay so that's all we have for you today delulu besties go out there and do just one of the things at least that we talked about affirmations Write down things that you're grateful for and stick with it. And I promise you, things are going to start looking up for you. Yeah, I'm excited for you guys. We'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.